Hi, I'm Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. And I honestly thought I had already done a review of this. 2013's Man of Tai Chi. <laughs> I remember the first time I heard the, uh, the title, I got a chuckle. Because as a martial artist myself, and not a serious one, but one who gave a couple years trying to be a serious one, um, we kind of, you know, Tai Chi is an exercise more than a martial art. And this movie uses that to a positive effect in the film, that this man uses Tai Chi as a martial art in some underground fighting and does pretty darn well. This is not the movie you ever thought Keanu Reeves would be in, much less direct. This was Keanu Reeves' directorial debut. It had a $25 million budget, didn't get a wide release, so it only made about $5 million back. It was filmed um, overseas, I believe 100% overseas, mainland China and Hong Kong. Um, it's got a good cast. Tiger Chen, who I wasn't very familiar with before this movie, huge fan of now. But Simon Yam is in this, and a young Aiko Uwes. Uh, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, he's one of my current favorite martial artists. And... Uh, uh, he starred in Monster Hunter, if you've seen that. Great martial artist. Um, I didn't realize he was in one of the final fights, but now when I watch the movie. So anyway, this has been in my collection since it came out on Blu-ray. It's, it's surprisingly good at what it is, but not great. And I pulled it out the other day and watched it and said, well, I won't do a podcast because, uh, you know, I, I think I already did it. And so today I was sitting down. I had some time to do some podcasts sitting in here. It's a rainy day and kind of quiet, so got some time the dogs are sleeping behind me nobody's making any noise and i can talk to you about movies and so while it's fresh in my mind as i said in a lot of podcasts i have to be passionate about something to talk to you about it i can't just decide that i am going to review a movie today if i don't feel the it's not an itch so to speak but i kind of have to it has to form in my head what i'm going to talk about before i just open up a mic and start talking because i don't have scripts for these i don't even write outlines i've tried i'm just not good at it i i get lost in it i get tired of working on it and i just start talking it as a radio guy who's trained to get thoughts across in like 60 seconds or less <laughs> um it's easier for me to start recording and tell you what i think about something than it is to follow any kind of script or outline i may work on before before I sit down to do this. So if sometimes I ramble a little bit, that's why I'm while I'm talking thinking, okay, did I did I remember did I remember everything I wanted to say in this? So I expected this to be a small movie. I um, didn't know what to think with him directing it, but knowing that he is a martial artist in real life, he that's why he was picked for the matrix he got better after that he continues to practice not only firearms training but martial arts in his real life i knew he would do a martial arts film accurately and the fight scenes are great there are a couple times i noticed watching it this time he does or maybe his editor falls into some of the quick editing you don't really have to do when you have real martial artists i talked about it the last time when i was reviewing mortal Kombat. i think Mortal Kombat finally, for a, a U.S. movie, realized you can pull the camera back and just show two guys fighting and not have to be in their face and show every punch up close and so, because it looks more realistic to watch two guys tussle. Or, as I just reviewed uh, season two of Warrior, Scrap. 
<laughs> around 1899, uh, and I don't know if this is real or not, the, the, the Chinese in San Francisco called fighting scrapping, and it was good to scrap. And one of the old guys gets in a big fight, and it was good to scrap again. And so anyway, I kind of like that phrase. So, I, you know, approaching a martial arts movie that stars and is directed by Keanu Reeves, 13 years after The Matrix, almost 14 years after The Matrix, is not such a stretch as it would have been after Bill and Ted's say. And that he directed it was something I wanted to see. So I blindly bought the Blu-ray. It never played at a theater near me. They say it bombed at the box office, but I don't remember it playing in any theater near in 2013 near me. I would have gone to see it. Uh, Counter Reeves in a martial arts flick, I would have been there. <laughs> and, and nobody near me showed it, I promise you. I haven't looked it up to see. They're calling it a box office bomb and everything I looked up, but I didn't see like how many th- screens it got released on. You know, Rotten Tomatoes, 71%. Most people saying it's surprisingly good, especially a solid debut from a first-time director. Few people, stale conventions, ambitious but generic. But overall, as someone who's seen hundreds of martial arts films in his life, this is one of the good ones. Uh, It's got a good story. It's got good acting. The weakest thing in the movie, and please don't flame me for this, is Keanu Reeves. (laughs) He's a good director. He directs the movie well. The movie flows well. It's got a great story. It's interesting, the, the, the journey, and I'll get into that in a second. But he's not... Maybe because I'm a fan, it's just hard to see him as a really, really bad guy, which I'm not giving anything away. You can tell by the movie poster. He's not exactly the good guy of the film. He's the bad guy. And it's really not until the final fight at the end when you see him and all his, what is he, six foot two or whatever, and all his tall glory against a small martial artist that he finally feels imposing. And I'm not saying some of the other scenes where he, you know, wanted, I mean, he plays a tough guy in John Wick, but here I just didn't feel like this, oh man, this, this martial artist got to be worried about him. Yeah, he's bigger and, and he is kind of evil, but I don't know. That that to me is what really doesn't... Watching the movie a third or fourth time that I have now, the biggest... What keeps it from being great is the baddie, although... And they have a great showdown at the end. Um, I don't know who else could have done it, though. So now I have to tell you why. And I'm, I don't want to get into spoilers, but basically, his character runs an underground fighting syndicate. Donica is his name. Mark, Donica Mark. He runs, and this is 2013, so it's all online, and people pay to see people really fight and kill someone. You know, it's kind of that. It's kind of that story that we've seen a bunch. But they don't come at it that way. They introduce you to our main character, played by Tiger Shen. Unassuming dude who delivers, he practices Tai Chi, he wants to be great, his 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 master's uh, dojo is is it's gonna be bad. People want to buy the land. It's old. It's run down. So he enters this circuit to try and make money. Um, his his sensei, as we say in in karate, but his his teacher of Tai Chi tells him, you know, you can't do fight for money. You can't do this kind of stuff. And he enters before he enters the underground scene, he enters tournaments and he's the only guy doing Tai Chi in these martial arts tournaments. And he does well. Um, 
But eventually you're going to know that this is going to come to a head with his teacher. You know, this, this is not going to go well through the course of the movie. And so during one of his fights, he does some interesting moves. And Donica Mark, uh, Keanu Reeves' character, sees him and says, find out what you can. I think we found a new fighter for what we do. And that's where you get introduced to this. He does fights online. People pay a lot of money. It's, it's almost a James Bond, uh, Enter the Dragon kind of rich ritual a lot of money a lot of glitz a lot of glam he drives a very expensive car you know all that kind of stuff and so when he invites him the original answer is no tiger chen which is his name in the movie by the way also uh says no i can't fight for money or whatever but then he's got to come up with a lot of money to save the temple and so he's got to do something and he's got this very expensive business card from this guy who's invited him to fight so he shows up and it's in the trailer. He shows up and they take him to a blank room and close the door where he has to walk up to a mirror and a voice says, turn to the left, turn to the right. Okay, fight. And a dude just appears behind him and literally almost kills him before he realizes he really needs to fight. And he wins. And it's a pretty amazing fight scene, actually, how he comes to the realization that this guy isn't screwing around. I got It's all done through the, the martial arts that are used, the fight choreography, the looks on the face. It is a great, it is one of the scenes that elevates the movie above your typical thing. Um, I recently rewatched Upgrade, which is a movie from a couple years ago. It's a low-budget movie made from one of the Saw producers um, about a guy who gets a chip implanted him, and the chip kind of takes over for him. And one of the first fight scenes is amazing amount of physical acting as the chip does all the fighting and the actor is acting on his face like, what the hell am I doing? I'm not doing any of this. And it is a great acting job that makes that movie work. Same thing here. These two guys are fighting and it is instantly to the death and the realization that comes over the main character's face during the fight and come through his fort and how he... And yes, we have seen scenes like that where the martial young martial artist gathers up his chi, his inner power, and he, you know, yes, we've seen it a million times, but that's what I'm saying about this movie. It uses some of the traditional conventions of martial arts films and elevates them because it's almost a Hollywood production. It feels like a Hollywood production. I didn't look, but I think Yun Wu Ping did the fight choreography. Like, why wouldn't he? He was the guy on The Matrix. Why wouldn't <laughs> Keanu Reeves use him? The fight scenes are great. Like I said, other than a couple of times that uh, they do some quick editing where it doesn't need to be, most of the fight scenes are very impressive because everybody in this movie does their own fighting. They, they were hired because they're fighters. They put on the camera to fight. And the movie's not all fight scenes. It's mostly about Tiger Shen's transformation, basically, into someone who not only has to do what he has to do to survive, but now he's starting to get a taste for it. And is he going to go good or bad? And that's the overall... Again, I'm not going to get into spoilers, but obviously from the first fight, that is where this movie is headed. Are they going to get... Are they going to turn the Tai Chi fighter into a killer? This, this peaceful very peaceful martial art that's used as an exercise. Can they turn this guy who's devoted his life to it into a killer? This movie is not trying to weigh the massive philosophical complications of such a, a, a choice, but overall, yes, that's, that's kind of what they're trying to get. And again, what elevates the piece to more than just your typical martial arts flick. The performances are good all around. Watching Tiger Chen's uh, his transformation, his performance, how he changes with his friends, his family. Um, 
how this all builds to the final fight. It just doesn't feel like we've seen it all before, but we have. And that is why I think this is a good movie that, that needs to be rediscovered, that people need to find. It doesn't stream very often. Uh, you can find the Blu-ray pretty cheap if it's not out of print. Um, matter of fact, let me, let me pull it out here. I'm thinking it's a Weinstein film. No, it was Anchor Bay. <laughs> so you might still be able to get it. Um, I didn't look that up, and I should have before this. I understand that it was filmed with a PG-13 rating uh, and still got rated R for violence. The fight scenes are pretty brutal, but there's not a lot of blood. There's not a lot of ripping throats out and stuff. And after watching things like Mortal Kombat Warrior, those are much bloodier, much more R-rated fights. But, you know... I, I didn't have a problem with it. I don't mind PG-13 martial arts movies as long as the fighting is still realistic. Choreographed fights for somebody who's actually sparred are not always very realistic. Punches are telegraphed because the actors have to dodge, you know, that kind of thing. And they're, But we're getting better with them. With movies like uh, the John Wick movies and the Deadpool movies, they're doing a lot of rehearsing, so much rehearsing beforehand that they can make it flow. And it doesn't look like a choreograph. It does more, you know, resemble a real fight. But anybody who's really fought in a ring knows that a real martial arts fight is over very, very quickly. These are not things that go out for 20 minutes. You know, they're not boxing matches. Uh, if it's two black belts going at each other, it's a few hits and the round is over. I mean, it, boom, boom, and that's it. Uh, these guys are so good, so talented, so fast. And like I said, I took karate for a couple of years. I got pretty high up in rank. I very much, some of that philosophy and mindset still inform who I am today, but I don't practice on a daily basis other than some resistance training and stuff like that. Um, I'm just not built, cut out for it. What I'm not that, you need to be a bit more acrobatic to go beyond black belt into the superior skills of sword fighting and 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 flying roundhouse kicks and things like that. When you get up to the upper echelon of moves that take real professionals to not hurt yourself, um, I just, probably because I was more devoted to my career than doing that. If, if I were a guy training for a movie and that's all I had to do for six months, we might be talking a different story. But with everything else that goes on in life, the memorization, the practice time, all that, it just gets to a point where you have to be able to devote yourself to it or not. And I love movies that are about these guys who, you know, are able to juggle that. Tiger Chen's character, who's juggling a real job to put food on the table, but also goes to meet his teacher and practice his martial art every day. I really respect that, that, you know, I have found that later in life, routines need to be followed for you to be able to do what you do. Maintenance and routines are the key to long life. I learned it with my dogs. I learned it with my cats when I had them. I learned it uh, in my exercise routines that I'm not a gym guy. I am not a guy who just, you know, I have to work diet thing changes, med changes, exercise changes. I have to work those things into what I'm already doing. I can't do the radical change thing that some people can. That being said, I quit cigarettes cold turkey 35 years ago. I've quit other things cold turkey just because I decided to not do them anymore. I am a lifelong soda fan and I hardly ever drink a soda these days. That kind of thing. It You need to flip that switch in your mind. And I was never had enough time in my private life to devote to that when I was young enough to still be able to do it. Not that I couldn't do it now. And like I said, I still do a few things. But long story short, I do have some experience with martial arts to say it's all choreographed. It's not very realistic in that aspect, but it's very entertaining 
also from that aspect, from somebody who knows what they're doing. Is it the greatest movie I own? Absolutely not. Is it something I would upgrade to 4K if that were <laughs> ever happened? No, probably not. Um, but pulling it out again, I was like, uh, you know, I had some other things. I, I do have a stack of things I want to review that I haven't reviewed for the channel, you know, and 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 to pull out something that's not in that stack to me is feel like I'm, I'm you know, I'm not doing my job. I'm not doing what I should be doing in producing content as us content producers are supposed to do in the 21st century. Um, but that being said, it was, I think it was a Saturday afternoon and I had some time and it was just like, it's an hour and a half. Why not? You know, I, I'm in the mood for this. And I, I hadn't started the second season of Warrior yet. So I put it on and I, I was thoroughly entertained again. And I honestly, I'm interested in watching it again now to catch some of the, now that I'm starting to get some of the layers of it that I, I did do a little research before I did this podcast. Keanu worked on the script for a long time. This, this was around for years um, before they finally got funding and were able to make it. There are quite a few companies listed on the beginning to that helped get it made. So I'm sure it wasn't easy to come up with $25 million for yet another martial arts movie, but him starring in it, I'm sure, carried pretty, you know, pretty decent weight back in 2013. Uh, it would probably carry more now that John Wick's a huge <laughs> hit, right? But if you're looking for a new martial arts flick to watch that you haven't seen before and you've been been dabbling in Mortal Kombat and Warrior on HBO, then seek out uh, Man of Tai Chi. It's better than the average martial arts film made today. Much better than the straight-to-video stuff. With some like Scott Atkins, man, dude's a freaking great martial artist. I was great. It was nice to see him in movies like. Uh, Doctor Strange and stuff. But he makes some really terrible B-grade martial arts films that go straight to video and play well in international markets. But, man, he's such a great martial artist. I don't know how much of a great actor he is, but a great martial artist. It'd be nice to see him in more U.S.-centric films. One thing I liked about seeing uh, some of the new trailers, uh, there was a trailer the other day for Snake Eyes, the new G.I. Joe prequel film that's going to tell the origin of Snake Eyes. And in the credits and in the previews, I saw Andrew Koji, who stars in Warrior, and Aiko Uwes, who started in his own stuff. And they put those two guys with the guy who's starring in it. That's some serious martial arts cred in that film. And that just raised it up for me into I, I got to see that movie because I want to see what those guys are doing. They're very dedicated. It's it's something that we saw in early Hollywood. We got away from it in the 80s and 90s. And now we're getting back to it. Real movie stars who can really do the stuff. Love or hate Tom Cruise, he puts his life on the line for his movies these days. He's the Jackie Chan of modern American films. He really does some of those horrible stunts. Doing a halo jump from, from incredible heights, holding onto a plane while it takes off, climbing mountains with one rope to hold you. He really does all that crap. Driving the car into the camera. He, you know, these are not, he's, he learns how to do those things and he does them. I got to give him that credit and his movies are better for it. That's why I've always liked Jackie Chan or Jet Li or some of the other guys that do their own stunts. Jackie Chan finally left America and went back to China because they wouldn't let him do all that he can do because of insurance and stuff. So it's nice to see a movie like this kind of made with an American team, but filmed in Hong Kong and mainland China 
that probably didn't have I mean some of the fight scenes are brutal people thrown through plate glass windows and 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 there's some things you can't fake you know when somebody's thrown hard to the ground no matter how softly that ground is they still hit it pretty darn hard water is pretty hard when you hit it at high speed you know um some of the flips some of the throws there was no way no matter how padded the wall was that didn't hurt when they did it and to see actors giving it their all in movies it's just it was something we've always tried to cover up with stuntmen or we've tried to cover up with special effects. And now we're getting to the point where, you know what? If you're going to make an action movie, a pure action movie, a Mad Max Fury Road, uh, The Raid 1 and 2, you need to find actors who can put themselves in harm's way so you can get the camera in there and you can't... We knew you were faking it. When you cut away from a person's face when the stunt happened, we knew it. And growing up, you know, I, I really revered stuntmen. But now some of these directors, some of these movie uh, choreographers came up as stuntmen first. The guy who's in charge of John Wick these days was a stuntman and then became a stunt choreographer and got so good at that, he now directs movies. Um, and he directs action movies. He stays in his wheelhouse. He's not trying to do Henry V, you know. Um and again, I talked about in a previous podcast, I'm glad we live in a time now that there are enough fans of fringe cult things that they can have their own genres now. It was once in a blue moon we got something like American Werewolf in London. Now we're getting things like um, I Love You, Benny, or whatever. I mean, we're getting these crazy horror movies a dime a dozen these days, and it's great because at least they're creative and interesting. They may not all be good. You know, Nicolas Cage just made a movie where he doesn't talk in it at all, and he fights a, a basically demonic Chuck E. Cheese outfit. Um, no dialogue. Entertaining, you know, crazy, but... You know. I would rather see something creative that's not very good than see something I've seen a thousand times and just regurgitated. And I'm sorry, when I go back to a lot of 80s and 90s movies, that's what we got. And why we don't like sequels and reboots is because of a lot of things that happened then. But these days, they're rebooting things. They're, they're, they're taking tropes. They're taking conventions and they're twisting them around. And this is one of those movies where Keanu was actually trying to do something different and better. He wasn't trying to remake The Matrix, wasn't trying to remake a classic martial arts film. He was kind of doing his own thing. And what came out is flawed, but very entertaining, very good. And on rewatches, gets better, which is pretty rare. So I got a little off track, but there's a reason for it. I would praise a movie like this over some of the other martial arts movies that are out these days because a lot of care, time, and effort went into creating the art. They didn't just throw this together to make money with a B direct-to-video release that might play in some other country where they can make a few million. This was his directing debut, and he wanted to make something different, wanted to do something right. It's not a martial arts classic, but it's definitely something that stands out as different and interesting and Ah, the more I see it, the more I really like it. Hope Tiger Shen does more stuff. Haven't seen much of him in the last seven years. That'll be the next thing I look up. So check out Man of Chi and do venture out a little bit. You know, uh, when you're streaming things and, and I have a few friends. That, oh, I wouldn't watch that because it looks like this. Well, why not try it? You know, it might look like something else you didn't like, but try it. Sometimes marketing people get it wrong, folks. I don't know that this was marketed very well. I don't remember it when it came out, but I'm doing my bit today. Check out Man of Tai Chi. If you want to see Keanu Reeves play a bad guy, you want to see him directing a martial arts movie, and you want to see a peaceful guy may or may not turn into a killer. 
There you go. It was a highly entertaining film. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. Sorry I babbled a bit. Uh, I hope you'll check out the site. I hope you share, subscribe, and definitely thank you so much for listening. Wow. Wow.